0: Coming up, we got a lot of NFL action for you. We're going to be reviewing week 12. We had all the the games. We had Thanksgiving Day, we had Friday, we had Sunday, we had Monday. I almost would say it was too much football, but it's hard to say that when we're talking about the NFL. So we're going to do our week 12 review. We're also going to do a new segment, our weekly pick six, which is where we're going to start picking six games against the spread, and then we're going to check our record when we follow up in the next pod. So I'll, I'll cover that a little bit more when we get to that segment We got our weekly fantasy pops and flops We'll do a little bit of MLB offseason updates There was a couple awards given out here recently A quick piece on the NBA And then we're always finished with Caden's Windy City updates Which I believe he is prepared for Which going on the back now That's going on the back, no, no on the on the the back end I didn't like that starting us off Felt like we stalled early what? on that last one So it's the sports life We're talking sports Let's go all right. So starting us off here, the week 12 NFL season is probably my favorite season of the whole uh, NFL schedule because uh, it's probably my favorite week of the, the whole NFL schedule because of the Thanksgiving Day games. Um, every year I pick those games in my in my pick six because I just think that it's fun to get those early games in and see if you can get a little momentum on Thursday. Then you can see what happens with those ga- with the other games as you get into Friday, Sunday, and Monday. So those games were fun. Um, The Cowboys and 49ers, they continue their their front-running ways, kind of beating what what seems to be bad or below-average teams. The Cowboys are wiping teams out. I'm even hearing right now, I'm starting to hear Dak Prescott's name getting mentioned in the MVP running, which I think is just awful. I mean, I I think Dak Prescott's having a good season. But again, when you look at the teams that the Cowboys are beating – they're beating trash. And look at the, the the win-loss record of the teams that the Cowboys have beat this season. I don't want to take it away from Dak, but again, if, if to close out this season, if he doesn't start having solid performances against quality teams, I can't see him be in front of a guy like Hertz who's absolutely mowing through some of the best teams in the league against... Pro- the toughest schedule in the league, it seems. Philly's playing; it's not letting up. They're still going. And well, what do you think?
1: He, he's had a couple. Hertz has had a couple of weeks that weren't very good, but he's far superior to to Dak. Dak uh, is a guy that just feasts on teams that don't have very good defense. And I think Tua Tungavalo is another guy that does the same thing. Uh, a perfect example is. You got a guy like Josh Allen, who I've always thought was a choke artist, and he choked out again against Philadelphia this week. Buffalo had a lead in that game; they had a chance to win that game, and Allen just didn't get it done in a big spot. He's notorious for that. I tell Pep all the time: the quarterback for your team cannot win big games when the money's on the line. This guy just chokes.
2: Yeah, um, I think it really shows what type of quarterback you are. I mean, yeah, you can get the big, you can get the wins. Like, if you're Buffalo Miami, you can get the wins, but who are going to be the real dogs in crunch time? It's going to be guys like Mahomes. And I, I complain
1: about Mahomes all the time, but at the end of the day, that guy gets the job done. I mean, he doesn't have a lot of talent on his team, uh, and he just, like you said you, last week, he just finds ways to win no matter, no matter what. I mean, props to the kid from LT here, this, this uh, Elliot with a big... 59-yard field goal in treacherous weather conditions to win that game for the Eagles last week. That was a huge kick.
0: I wrote that down. And
1: And that was a big money kick right there.
0: Absolutely. 59 yards in the rain. And I wrote it down because they were bringing up some of his stats in, in crunch time. And I think it's time to start talking about him ahead of Justin Tucker. Justin Tucker has been considered the best kicker in the league for probably long, long the last, time, I would say, going maybe eight years. Long time. I think it's time to put Elliot in that conversation. He's making big kicks in big moments. It was like 59 yards. He's not known to have the biggest leg in the league. You know, there's other guys out there that can kick the ball further than Elliot. But it seemed like in that moment, in that situation, he knew exactly what he needed to do. He knew how he had to kick that ball. He knew what trajectory he had to put on it to get it through. And even Jalen Hurts, if you looked at him, he literally shook his head after Elliott made that, like, like this team's special. We got all the guys in the right places. Like that was cool. I, like,
1: I was watching the Bears game yesterday, which was an absolutely atrocious victory for the Chicago Bears. It was terrible. I got it, done. Only team ever, or only team this season to win without scoring a touchdown. But... You know, I watched a couple plays. St. Brown's standing over on the sideline waving his hands. Mm-hmm. He's so wide open. He was on the other that cross. And Fields is yeah. just fumbling around, stumbling around, running. Runs into a linebacker, gets fumbles because he don't know how to hold on to the ball. he got he's the job get, done. He's going to get hurt again. And the reason mm-hmm. he got the job done is why I started on this. No doubt Minnesota should go for a 61-yard field goal there at the end of that game to try and get the lead. And, and make the Bears come back down and have to do more than just put a field goal on you. The kicker's already made a 61-yarder in his career. You're indoors in a dome. I think the, the coach should have went for it, and if they miss, he's relied on his defense all day to keep him in the game, and I think that that Minnesota's coach, by not going for it there and punting the ball away, gave the Bears a, a, an opportunity to win, and D.J. Moore came up with that big catch during that game, and... The Bears ended up getting a victory. I would have elected to take the 61-yard 60 field goal there and taking my chances to put the game on ice or make it more difficult than the Bears, and the coach chose to go the other way on that. I disagree with that call.
0: I mean, the game, the, the Monday night game was just awful. I mean, the league's got to figure out a way to keep teams like that off on Monday night, whether they do a, some kind of flex schedule, something that can change the Monday night games in the second half of the season, you know, based on team performance or something like that, because that's just, you know, everybody likes to get together for Monday night football. You got one game, one big event every week, um, where the NFL is kind of on that standalone basis. And to put that product out there is awful. Um, kudos to the bears defense. You know, they picked that guy off four times, a couple times it was receivers not catching the football, um, so when, he had a
1: rough night. But when but you pick your team off four times, you shouldn't win by two
0: points. I agree. You should I, win I, by 15 points. That's what I was going I was, I was to say. You when should you, win the
1: game by 15
0: um, points. And they the team were team actually plus follow. four in the turnover thing until Fields fumbled the, twice, twice. Two on fumbles. two consecutive drives. And you know what? He hits guys when they're wide open. He's a college quarterback. You know what I mean? Even that throw to Moore, Moore didn't have a guy within 10 yards of him on either side. It was a clutch <laughs> throw, it, it was not a, a clutch throw.
2: He, he
1: doesn't look off of his read. He doesn't know right. how to go through his progressions. He just doesn't know how to do it. The, ba- the Bears are going to wallow around in mediocrity forever if they keep this guy's quarterback. In my personal opinion, he's I don't think this guy's that good.
2: I, I feel like people are giving Fields a lot of hate. I'm not really sure why this guy. He's still. I mean, he's still. A- how many more
1: years does this guy need to try and prove that he's
0: garbage? Next Special year, week three, four yes. years already.
2: He has no. He has no he's wide no receivers. Wide. He's
0: got a. He's got a good court. He's, he's got, got an all pro wide receiver He's got. He's DJ got. DJ Moore. DJ Moore is a top five wide receiver in the league no, this year. Not. Yes, he is. He's, he's fifth in receiving yards this year. DJ Moore is. Yeah, who's throwing the ball? He's Fields. got. He's got Mooney, who is having a down year, but he's a. He's a pretty good when wide receiver. But they
2: Marvin Harrison, that's going to be. He's, he's got, got, got an
1: Offensive line that gives him way ample amount of time to throw the football. He fumbles around
0: and runs around in a bit. He's got Cole Comet. He's got a two. Two pretty good backs, with Herbert and Foreman. The offensive system is there. Each the problem player. is Fields.
1: No, and, each play. And Iberflus too. He don't oh God, know yeah. about yeah. any either. I mean, yeah, the coach doesn't. But, know but there's got to be either.
0: something to not trusting him to be able to go through the reads, to be able to say, Hey, Justin, just put this out in the flat, throw that screen pass to DJ Moore five times a game, whatever it is. They don't trust him. To be able to look downfield, progress one, two, three, go. They just don't trust him to do it, and it's what you're seeing. So I don't I think know. And it's bad coaching. It, it may be, but I honestly think that they're just working with what they I got. Just don't I don't think, think Fields is good. capable. I don't either. I, That's I, I what really I think. Don't. I don't think he's that good. You can see it. He hits guys like I said only when they're wide, wide open. He's not making NFL you know quarterback throws he's not he's making those college throws hitting guys that are wide open or there's a blown coverage hitting guys when it's his first read things like that but overall he's not a guy that's going to be able to consistently you know have those 250 yard games with two or three touchdowns 65 to 70% completion he's just got enough he's had enough time to show that that's not who he is and could he be like a lamar jackson type obviously everybody knows he can run But you need more than that you know you just do lamari
1: when he was in college was not that accurate of a passer and that great of a thrower but he's 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 come a long way in the pros and it didn't take him as long as it it is justin fields to get acclimated i mean i just think if you've had three full seasons in the nfl you should know what's going on by now i mean you, you should you should be able to look and say, okay, this guy's not open, this guy's not open, this guy's not open, this guy's open, and hit this guy in way less than three or three-and-a-half seconds' time frame that he's being given by his offensive line to be able to throw the football. I don't want to keep bashing the guy. I'd like to see the guy perform. I just don't feel like the guy's really that
0: good. I don't see it either. Speaking of not being very good, what about the Saints? I mean, the Saints had a game this week. Was a terrible game. Taylor made game for them to kind of take control of that division that nobody seems to want to win in the NFC South. And the Falcons just flat out beat them. And it was... I watched a bunch of that game, and I'll tell you why when I jump to the pick six talk, but I was watching a lot of that game, and I'm sitting there going, the Carr, what is... Carr is always yelling at other guys, and he's the one that made the bonehead play of the game. He threw a pick six. And it was just an awful pass. And... They have some great offensive tools with Olave and Kamara, and their defense is pretty good. It's the quarterback there, too. The right, guy's not getting the Oakland, job done. Why do you
1: think the, uh, Las Vegas got rid of that I'll tell you
0: what, right, what I do I right now. I put Taysom Hill in. When Taysom Hill is in the game, the defense doesn't know what to do. The other team's defense, they're confused. They don't know if he's going to run or pass it. The guy breaks tackles. He plows guys over. I'd go Wildcat. I'd go Wildcat for fifty percent of my plays. If I'm if I'm the Saints at this point, you can't continue to run the offense that they're running, putting up fifteen points against Atlanta. That was just ugly. I man, I was upset to see that. They made Ritter look pretty
1: good in that game.
0: And and I told Caden, I go, you watch. I go Ritter. He's got his team in position right now. He'll blow it, sure enough, in a very key moment. He threw it like the dumbest pick ever. It was a like a, a perfect situation for Atlanta to take control of the game. Ritter almost handed it over, and then later on he kind of redeemed himself and got it back. But, yeah, he he reminds me of Fields a little bit where you're like, I'll tell you, watching that Bears game, I'm sitting here going like this. The Bears got the ball, and I'm thinking to myself at one point, I think there was like nine, eight or nine minutes left, and I'm thinking, you got a first down at like the 25-yard line. I'm like – Kneel for three downs and kick a field goal because the Bears had a chance to go up. That's what nine. they did. No, they had a chance to go up nine. They were up six. They had a chance to go up nine, which would have made it a two score game. It was, t- what was it? Nine to th- three. It was nine to three. So they had a chance to go up uh, 12 to three. That's when Fields fumbled. And I was literally watching the game, going, I kneel three times right now and kick a field goal. I don't trust the Bears' offense to get in the end zone, and I don't trust Fields to hold on to the ball. This is what I'm thinking. Dex play, fumbles. I'm like, it just watching the game. I'm like, you do whatever you need to do to get the get up nine points in a nice the second. Spot.
1: The second fumble. I mean, you're out there running around, and a guy just blasted you. See, you you if go and, down, why
2: are you trying to blast into it? He's trying uh, to make uh, a big play. To too the much. first one, he's fighting
0: for extra yards that he doesn't need when they're in field goal range and they could go up two scores. Mm-hmm. I mean, just bad play. Well, I really think that's,
2: that's what a uh, uh, young—that's why I think he needs to progress. I think, yeah, I feel like he's—I think he should get a little more credit about his ability. But I really still think the uh, heads-up play needs to get better at. But I still think if he gets guys around him, he gets everything. Uh, spread out and together I think I think he can come together I, I, think. Think. I believe in the here's guy why think. Think. here's why I don't think Siles. Fields
1: will be any good you look at a guy like C.J. Stroud first year out of college never played in a professional football game and the guy figures out how to be a quarterback in the pros he can progress off of his reads he can hit guys he virtually has no running game in Houston
0: running single stink
1: sir. They're not he's had a couple new. of good
0: games, but they're he not. He
1: but, I mean, he basically doesn't have no running game there. He's got a couple of uh, – he's got a second-year wide receiver in Collins, and Tank Dell, who nobody knew what the guy was going to do until this year. Uh, you know, I mean, it ain't like this guy's got a, a plethora of, of players there, and he's getting the job done.
0: I agree. I mean, that was – to me, I had that game noted. That was two good young teams, two good young quarterbacks – with Lawrence and Stroud, that C. was a J. fun Stroud game.
1: going to make me
0: uh,
1: take my words back about Ohio State quarterbacks because you actually got one that, that may actually pan out to be a, a a superstar quarterback in the NFL for the first time in a long, long time. This kid Fields, is, this kid is impressive.
2: I still believe in Fields.
0: You might be two years away from where you're seeing those two teams in the NFL, NFC, or I'm sorry, the AFC South, be big-time contenders in this league for many, many years. The Jaguars already look like they might be it. They don't seem to have it all together yet. The office
1: gets it together. They can can get there. I mean, you need a running back. You got two good wide receivers that are already proven. Uh, The the Stroud seems to be like he's the real deal. We'll have to wait because sometimes these guys get into a sophomore slump and and they... You know, do real bad the next year. But from what I've seen so far, Houston is a team that if they can build their defense up and, and, and get some type of a running game going, they can they can recab it. Because to me, you have to be able to run the football in order to win. And like last week, I don't know what happened. Did DeAndre Swift get hurt for the Eagles or what happened in that game? He was basically non existent in that entire football game.
0: I don't know. I mean, they start to get into Hurts running. They started throwing the ball a lot. I can't answer that. But I do know that, that, like I say, that NFC South combo, when you think about a team like the Texans, a lot of people questioned Watson going. A lot of people questioned Hopkins going. They let go some of their top players. J.J. Watt, like if you look at the last four years, that Texans team has essentially decimated Hall of Fame players. Um, I don't know what the Watson thing was—a different situation with all his uh, pro- off-the-field problems. But Hopkins, everybody thought, "What are they doing? Getting rid of Hopkins? Um, what are they doing? Letting Watt go? What are they?" And, and here they are—they're rebuilt. They got a good team. They got a good future. They've put it together. I think it bothers me more than anything because you got a team like the Bears that just seemed to meddle in mediocrity for 25 years but it's hard to see that when you see teams like that in just a few year span boom get the right quarterback draft a couple good wide receivers put an offensive line together and boom you're in the playoffs i actually
1: think the bears gm Polls did i mean with this dj Moore trade he did a great job to get the bears in position to be set up they got potentially two top five draft picks next year it's a, mean, it's a it's great move. He, he, that, that was that was a genius trade by by Poles, and you know he has got a chance to get his team in in good position here. But they got to decide right now uh, if we're going with Fields or we're not going with Fields because next year there's going to be some top Bo Nix and some top quarterbacks on the board here, and they got to oh, okay. decide are we going with Fields or not. So
0: I'm going to answer that for you right now. They're going to go with him. They're going to he's going to do just enough to hang on to them and it's going to be a typical well, Bears that's the case, team.
1: then I don't think they win I don't think they ever become a winning franchise on a consistent basis cuz I have absolutely not for the no next confidence. 10 years they're not going I have absolutely no
0: confidence in Justin Fields at all. I, talk to me about the Broncos. Are the Broncos for real? What's the deal, man? They're beating good teams. The Broncos are finally
1: starting to listen to their head coach. This man knows what he's doing. Sean Payton is the real deal. Yeah, the Broncos are a team I would look out for.
2: Well, I think they're just playing. They're playing standard football right now. They're not doing anything special. They're way to win games. Everybody's doing their job, and they remind me of a team like the Bears. If you remember, the Broncos. Why do they remind you of the Bears? Yeah, because the, Bro- the Broncos are winning. No, the Bears the, are not. Because the Broncos, the you remember, the Broncos are being t- good teams. Mm-hmm, Justin Fields mm-hmm. had the best game of the year against them. Against the Broncos, he threw for four touchdowns. Did they win? It wasn't his fault. <laughs> it wasn't his fault. Yeah, but, but when they won the game yesterday, Fields gets all the credit. He does. Why? Because he had a game where he drives. drive. Yeah, they, they scored 12 points. He didn't even score games. a touchdown. You saw it. Nobody opened. No one gave him a chance. He had to do it himself. Did you see Amon St. Brown doing jumping jacks like- on
1: the sideline because he could eat a sandwich? In the amount of time that he was open, not uh, what's, what's the name? Or the name? other Saint
2: Quinn? right?
1: <laughs> whatever, whatever Saint Brown's name is, it he could have ate an entire submarine sandwich in the amount of time he was open. He
2: was it across the field. The what ball. does he think? Field you got to look. You got to
1: look. He didn't even never see that. No. There was
2: pressure coming. He was scrambling to his left. Saint Brown was on the right. Do you think he's just gonna throw it across the side? Yeah. No.
0: Peyton Manning used to throw it across the field he's all the time. He's not Peyton Manning. He's got the arm. It's just he doesn't look, and that's a big problem. With him, all right. We're moving on. All right, I'm moving on to this NFL weekly pick six. So we're not talking pick six interception pick six. We're talking about picking six games a week against the spread. I've been doing this pool for probably 20 years, and I remember I had a couple huge years when I was in college where I won. Basically, there's like a hundred guys in the pool. It's five bucks a week. If you win by yourself and go six and zero against the spread. You know, you win what's in the pot that week, essentially. So I've been doing this thing for a really long time. I used to be good, and now I'm absolutely awful. Uh, When I used to watch even more sports, more NFL football, I was a pretty good picker against the spread. To give you an idea, this year, um, I went 4-2 this week, which is good, but I'm 31-41 on the season. I'm like bottom 10 in the league. And I decided to make it part of the show because I told myself, if I don't go 6-0 in the Thanksgiving week, in the week 12, I'm going to let you guys help me make my picks. So I was hot, by the way, 4-0 going into Sunday. So I picked all the Thanksgiving games spot on. Um, and then I picked the Friday game. I had Miami. So I was 4-0 and going into the weekend. Who did I need? The Saints. So I'm watching the 12 o'clock game, and the Saints were in basically a pick It was a half point. Against the Falcons, I like I liked the Saints in that game. I didn't think the Falcons were going to be able to really produce any offense until David Car- or until Carr gave him the ball on that pick six that kind of turned the whole game around for Atlanta. So that was a disaster. And then the other game, I ended up going four and two because the other game was the uh, the Browns. I thought the Browns were going to get the Broncos. I thought the Broncos were finally going to, you know, look like the Broncos of old. And the Broncos got it done against the Browns, and they continue to. So let's run through these games. I need your guys' help and tell me which ones I should pick, which ones I shouldn't. I got Dallas on the Thursday night Amazon game. They are favored by eight and a half at home against Seattle. I kind of want to stay away from that game. I you guys got any thoughts on far that? Far
1: away from that game.
0: I agree. We're gonna move on. I don't want that yeah, one.
2: Dallas is usually the type of team. I mean, well, of course, Dallas is the type of team that. I would can... also.
1: St- I'm looking at the schedule here. The Colts, Texans, I would stay away from that game.
0: The Colts, are, the Colts are, are the Colts are playing the Titans. Yeah, right. That, I meant the Seahawks Titans, are a type, I really a type of team
2: where they can
0: really shock a team like. the Cowboys. The Seahawks
2: are a type of team where they can really shock a team like the Cowboys. They jump out and especially that especially Alex like Gino Smith.
0: Just feels like a potential Cowboys letdown. The game, man.
1: One game I do like is I like the Falcons to beat the Jets. The Jets are just the Jets are just atrocious. The
0: Falcons only got to cover two and a half there. They got Boyle as quarterback for the Jets. The guy's awful. Called, I
1: think I think that's one game I would take there. I would take the Falcons. To win. We'll
0: go Atlanta there. they got to cover 2.5 on the road against the Jets, but I, I do. I, I like that game. game. Uh, Miami's favored by 9.5 at the Commanders. Um, uh, another that might game be I interesting. would
1: take, just looking here off the top of my head, is <laughs> the Steelers got to cover against the Cardinals. The Cardinals are <clears> absolutely <throat> atrocious. I
0: just Man, I don't know where the Steelers are going to find their points.
1: How big of a line is that game?
0: It's 5.5. Uh, so the Steelers got to cover 5.5, but they're at home. So that's an interesting game.
1: How about how about Chargers Patriots? Chargers should cover that game.
0: Chargers got to cover five and a half in New England. New England's, New England's defense look terrible though. They look terrible, dude. They're losing games when they're holding their opponents ten points and under. Though, I mean, see, this is where I. These where these what, games are so hard the, to pick. What's
1: the game? What's the Chiefs Packers like?
0: Chiefs Packers. Let's see. I got KC favored by six and a half on the road against Green Bay. I'm
1: cold weather. That's a tough game to pick.
0: I don't like that game. I
1: think Kansas City probably covers, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to put the whole wide on it.
0: I know Green Bay's been playing better there. See how hard these games are this year, man. I, this would, is...
1: I would take the. What what's those – on the Lions-Saints game because I wasn't impressed with the Saints at all last
0: week. Detroit favored by three and a half in New Orleans. I think they cover. You like Detroit there? I like Detroit in that game. The Saints seem like the wheels are coming off a little bit there.
2: Uh, a, team, a game I like is I like the Browns over the Rams.
0: Do you know the line on it? No. You got the Rams favored by three and a half in that yeah, game. Yeah, I
1: like the Browns. That, that could easily be Cleveland. That could be a good pick.
0: I don't know, man. Cleveland's got that backup quarterback in there. It doesn't seem like they can put up much in terms they of points, games. but their defense is awesome. they are and the seven. Rams, and four. The Rams
2: can't find a way if it's not Puka Nukui to complete it down the field.
0: I don't like Jackson. That's a big number against Cincy, covering eight and a half at home.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I kind of like Cincy.
0: You could, you I could. Mean, I
2: mean, I know Cincy's, but that's covering a lot. That is I, I eight think, and a half is
0: a big think number. The Chargers,
1: they have to cover against New England. Right? New England's awful. New England Matt has pretty Jones much is mailed it in every this game.
0: year. New England's mailed it in this year.
1: New England's getting benched every game. I like, I like the, the Chargers and like that
0: All right, just like that, just like that, we got our picks. Here's what we're going with. We're going Miami, covering nine and a half at Washington. I just think the Washington team, <laughs> look at what Dallas just did to them. I think they're poised to just get blown out again. Could be wrong. We're taking Miami there. Then I'm going with Uncle Clint's Atlanta over the Jets. I do like that pick. I think the Jets are on a downward slide here. They just don't have a quarterback. They can't produce any offense. Um, so I'm I, I like Atlanta there. I'm going Pittsburgh covering five and a half over Arizona for my third pick. I'm okay with that. I don't love it, but again, that's why I got you guys on with me. I, uh, you know, I like the mindset. Their offense did finally put up some yards this week. So maybe another, another, there's something another, there. Game that I like whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, hang on a second before you get to it if I go Detroit covering three and a half in New Orleans then I go the Chargers I, I think covering five and a half in New England and then I go Cleveland over the Rams getting three and a half I got six picks but what else you got
1: I would take one of those games out and I would take Tampa Bay over Carolina the Panthers are awful the Carolina in Panthers Tampa, the are absolutely awful
0: in Tampa covering five and a half
1: that should I, be that should know. be the easiest cover of the week right there.
0: I don't know. I like that it's a home game. That should
1: be a lead pipe block. That should be the easiest pick of the week this week right there, Tampa over Carolina.
0: I think I'm, if I had to come off of one of these games, it would be the Miami game.
1: That would be the game I would change out my also. I
0: just think that Washington, despite how awful they've looked here recently... They do have an offense. That guy leads the league in passing yards. That howl. I don't know how. Yeah, I just, even I don't more think, than I just Tua.
2: I just don't think they can get anything together. They're going. I don't either.
0: But Miami is also another team that's kind of due for a they, stinker here. And they long play the down to their
1: opponents a lot. Miami does. They play down to. Yeah,
2: their they can. They don't. I mean, unless it's Tyreek Kill, they can't really find a way to like.
0: Ah. Spare All right, so I think that, that's
1: the easiest pick of the week myself. So I general. go
0: at Tampa covering five and a half against Carolina, Atlanta on the road against the Jets covering two and a half. I got Pittsburgh at home covering five and a half over Arizona. Detroit covering three and a half on the road against New Orleans. Chargers covering five and a half on the road. Man, a lot of road winners here. But then I got Cleveland on the road, but getting three and a half against the Rams. So those are the six. We're submitting them through. I'm not changing them. I can't do much worse than I've done this year at my standing record of 31 and 41 on the season. But back-to-back four in two weeks and 4-0 Going into Sunday, needing the Saints and the Browns, and I could have had a big week. I didn't check. I got to check here and see if anybody won this week. But again, if you get a week where you're a standalone, you get a nice payout. On how it. many so, guys are in? There's like a hundred. Pretty much every year, there's been somewhere between ninety and hundred and ten guys have done this you thing for twenty years. And and well, it used to get managed on a spreadsheet. Now um, it's managed electronically, obviously online. And um, but it's it's a fun pool. I like it. Used to be a pick five, and I was much better at it when it was a pick five. Since it's went to a pick six, I've gone five and one probably, you know, fifty times in the last. <laughs> in so the last time you won, ten years. It's been forever. It's been forever. Last time I won, I won like eighty bucks because like five, six other guys won that week. I was all pumped and then I looked and I'm like, oh six. So it's been a while. But one season, I won the most overall wins for the season, and then I went five and zero oh, three times. One time I went fourteen and one over three weeks. That's wow. the best I ever done. And doing the pick five. Now it's a pick six. Since it's been a pick six, I haven't had good runs. I'm telling you, if you watch a lot of football, you can pick pretty good. But you gotta be watching a lot. You I gotta have the Sunday ticket, you gotta constantly be piping in the into the games.
1: Pool. I, I didn't get in it this year, but I've been in every other year. You gotta pick one team a week. And no spread, just went straight up. And you cannot pick the same team twice. where' not you
2: in that? That's pretty
0: cool. No, I wasn't in it. Yeah, you I did are. a Survivor with did the guys you? from town. We, yeah.
1: get, we do 25 bucks. It's 25 Uncle bucks. Uncle Clint's thing is a little bit different. It's 25 bucks for the year, and there's like 400 people in it.
0: That's what it makes it cool. I mean, it's a
1: big When payout. you can get something I got down big. to the final seven three years ago. Everybody lost. Instead of splitting it up seven ways, he put us all back in for a live run. And then... Five guys went down and two guys split the pot.
0: Oh man! So
1: I got the final. But seven that much
0: on the on the board, it would have been nice to split seven. Final days. seven
1: would have been. I thought he might split it up seven. Come on, everybody lost, and then he just reset it and, and let it. Because that would
0: have go. been like eight. Everybody would have got over a grand. Yeah, I think right.
1: everybody would have got like twelve hundred something. Right, exactly. Which, and I usually bought. I usually bought three teams, so it cost me seventy five to play. Gotcha. And then as you lose a, a team, you just can't go on no more. You know. I got you.
0: So. All right, pops flops. You ready for pops flops? Yeah. Yeah. I wrote a couple down. I don't know. Last week I did okay. I had, I had Kamara. He, I think he put up like seventeen. He, he, he didn't get in the end zone.
1: I had Henry. Henry, yeah, Henry
0: didn't right. have Henry the yards, right. but he got in the end zone twice. W-8 so eight yards year.
1: and two touchdowns. That's a good yeah, week. he had a good week.
0: I don't remember who I had. My flap
1: was terrible. My flap was Dak Prescott. Oh he God, did you chance. have Prescott? Yeah, so I don't he even went, remember he who went, my went off the
2: sheet.
0: I'd have to look back and see if I could find my. Oh, you know who I had? I had. Josh Jacobs I don't know what he did Caden you know what Jacobs did last week uh, Let me check I'm going to have to Look that one up I don't recall What Jacobs I did I got
2: my,
1: my Pops I got a couple Pops this week
0: Go ahead Give them to us I'm While I look this with,
1: up I'm going with Jonathan Taylor
0: He's he, oh, He's out He's out That's why I got Zach Moss though. He's, he's out When
1: did he get hurt As Hers of today That's my,
0: You actually took my Here take my pop Zach Moss <laughs>
1: Well, I got another one. I got B. John Robinson's going to pop again two weeks in a row.
0: He looks good, man. That uh, guy looks
2: good. I didn't
1: know Taylor got hurt. He had a great week last week. When did he get hurt? After the game? This some a- surgery. Oh, God, I
0: got to take He's him gonna
1: out of He's going
2: to return in two to three weeks. I
1: got to take him out of my lineup. I didn't know he was even out.
0: Did and, I pull a Nate Woods? Where and, the heck is this game at? When was that? Oh, oh they played KC. And
1: then My fantasy flop. I got two of them. They're both quarterbacks. I'm going with Matthew Stafford and Tua Bailoa this week as my fantasy flaps.
0: Well, is it you're going with two of them, huh? Tua and Stafford.
2: Stafford, he never has really big games.
0: Four TDs Stafford last is a, four Stafford TDs is
2: a last thrower, week. dude. How
1: about my guy Kyrene Williams on the call?
0: All right, my Josh Jacobs call was awful. <laughs> He uh, twenty for one ten twenty carries for one hundred ten yards and a touchdown. It's probably his best game in a while, and he had four catches for fifteen yards. So he he was a bad a bad call. Kaden, what do you got?
2: So for my pop, I'm going with um, uh, my first guy I'm going with is Raheem Moster. Now I know that it can't uh, is kind of drifting back into that, but thing, Moster he finds ways to get into end zones and creates big plays. So I like most here. Another guy is I like George Kittle. Uh, Kittle he's really been down, but it just kind of seems like against the bigger in the bigger games against the better teams. I I really like Kittle. Find ways to get open. I know he's been struggling lately, but I like Kittle. <clears throat> and then for my flop, I'm going with um, I'm going with. I am going with Nico Brown. Even though I'm going with uh, Nico Brown. Actually, wait, he might. Wait, no. So, um, I'm going to Who the heck is Nico Brown? You can't, you can't have people flop that you've never heard of.
0: No. <laughs> Nico Brown. <laughs> That's, what I by Nico Brown. <laughs> That's I agree with Nico Brown. I agree with you. I don't know who you're talking about that can't flop.
2: That's what I'm about,
0: Nico Brown. <laughs> All right, keep going. Who you got on your flop? So, you want me to take I,
2: over? No, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm going to go with AJ Brown as my flop.
0: Because oh, another guy who are these people? He's you know, these guys, AJ Brown. Brown. Oh, I think you said Adrian Brown. I'm like, who is Adrian Brown? I'm like
2: AJ Brown because he's playing the San Francisco 48 Niners, and I just feel like he's gonna not do very good.
0: All right, I got Zach Moss as my pop because I love fresh backs, I love guys that have been sitting. He's been sitting behind Taylor, he had some pretty good games um, before Taylor went out. And now, or before Taylor got back, now Taylor's going to be out again. Moss should have some fresh legs. I think he'll put up some good numbers for somebody looking for healthy, I know, yeah. So that's it. And then I'm going back to Mixon for the flop. I mean, I, I, I held on to Mixon this last week thinking, you know, Caden usually has Mixon on his team. And I thought, hey, we'll see what happens. Maybe he'll get a lot of dump offs and things like that with the new quarterback. They just can't figure out a way to get him the ball, get him involved in the passing game. They give up on the run game too early. He just didn't get the touches. They fell behind. Cincinnati just don't seem to be able to get it done. I really think Mixon's a good player. I think a lot of times because they love the pass so much, he's a little bit underutilized on Cincinnati. When you go to the backup quarterback, he's really underutilized. So if he don't get in the end zone, he's going to flop for sure. Those are my pops and flops. Anybody else got anything to add?
1: I'm playing for first this week in this league. I'm playing a guy that's got one more win than me. So I'm, I'm hoping to take him down. You better
0: get to strategize I'm
1: going with Prescott, Keenan Allen, Mike Evans, Puka Nakua, Derrick Henry, B. John Robinson, Ferguson. Uh, right now I, I currently have Mixon in, but I may change him out for one of my wide receivers. And then I had to get a kicker because Bass is my kicker from Buffalo and they're on a bye. So I picked up Jake Elliott and then I got Cleveland's defense against Jalen Hurts, Jamar Chase, A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, Jameer Gibbs, Pachero McBride, Mitchell, he's going to have to take him out, Baltimore's on a bye. DeAndre, or D. Hopkins, Cleveland's kicker and the Jets defense. So that's who who I'm lined up against this week. I would have liked to have Taylor. He would have certainly helped, but I, I may put Cooper Cup in instead of...
0: Dude, he's been a disaster Cup.
1: Or I've also got a Marty Cooper and Nico Collins in this league that I could put in instead Collins of... Collins gets a lot of balls. Instead of mixing. I may play one of them guys instead of Joe.
0: Probably go Collins there.
2: That's what I was saying. You said you said you didn't
0: know who he was. I said Nico Collins. No, didn't he say didn't he say Nico and the last name was different? Yeah, well, that it wasn't right Nico, Collins. I said we'll Nico we'll, Collins. We'll check the tape on yeah, it. I it was not Collins. It, it was like Nico and you like made up the last name. No, I said Nico. All right, Collins. we're gonna check it That's and what we'll, I You we'll, said Brown.
1: He Noah did Brown.
0: He did. You're he right. Said
1: it ain't Nico it was, So neither name wasn't right. Didn't even have the first or the second <laughs> that you're right.
0: That is correct. I knew it was not. Noah
1: Brown, not Nico Collins. Those don't even sound the same.
0: All right, we're moving on. We're almost ready for Caden here. But before we get to that, we're going to do a quick little MLB thing. I think, for speaking for me personally and all the times that we've been on the pod, this is actually our 25th episode. I love talking baseball. I, I, I think the NFL is the most fun to watch. But, man, baseball is the most fun to talk about. Baseball's just got so many different things going on. The offseason here, it's been kind of a quiet week, but I do want to mention a couple things. Number one is, uh, congrats to the local guys. Bellinger and Hendricks were both the comeback players of the year. So congratulations to those guys. It's great to see those awards go to Chicago players. Um, just kind of a random thought here, and one is that Yoshinobu Yamamoto was spotted at a Laker game. I don't know what that means, but he was front row, like kind of behind the basket. They just spotted him sitting there, so I don't know. That kind of feels like the Giants to me, for some reason. It's, I know that's not L.A., but I'm kind of feeling like he's hanging out on the West Coast over there. The Giants are going to get one of these, you know, going to get one of these big players. They always do. They dip in there and, and get somebody. Um, but I'm hearing Shohei's going to make a decision early December. I mean, so we're we could be like a week or two weeks out from knowing what Shohei's doing. And the Cubs are in the top two, baby.
1: I think them. Wrong with my pick. I think he goes absolutely nowhere except for the LA Dodgers. Uh, that's thought, what I've been saying the whole he, time. He's, he's, well, I thought the Yankees might be able to sneak in and scoop him away from LA, but uh, I, I read an article that said basically it it's
0: you didn't hear who already, you didn't hear who the top two teams are. It's the Dodgers and the Chicago Cubs are the only other team in the mix right now. That's it. Is they're the only one that's got a shot outside of the Dodgers.
2: I'll be I'll be happy. For the rest of my life, show he comes. You
0: call that. up his agent and tell him I'm with the New
1: York Yankees. I got 850 million. There may very well be another team backup on. They're saying three. 500 million's good. Yeah, get I heard it. the club say
2: they'll be That's spending cheap. every bit of
1: 500 million. That's cheap Chicago. for him. That's cheap for him. Joey, I will had, tell you right
0: Joey now. Joey had 500's a bargain. Here's what I like about it: we got a chance. If we don't get him, and we were really there, and we were really offering. You know they're going to go spend some money. I There's not, guys out there to I go get.
1: I cannot see the Chicago Cubs opening up the checkbook for $500 million. I just, the, the, One of the hugest contracts they ever had was Hayward, and it's a, a 25% of what's I know. Going to try I know. I just cannot see them. Would I love to see the guy here? Yes, I just cannot see the Cubs opening up the check. You're probably
0: I right. I cannot see I'm going to hold out hope. All right, we're moving on. I don't have anything on the also NBA. Also, the Cubs, they, um, they, 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 know,
2: they know what they have. They need it, and they know what kind of pieces they need, and Shohei's the guy. They know that Shohei can be a game-changer. He can take us to the playoffs. I think I think he's going to come to Chicago. I think he's going to pinstri- wear the pinstripes, but those blue pinstripes. My, my, my
1: thing with Shohei is we need to fill other positions. More than getting Shohei, and if we get him, we're going to be so thin at the corner infield positions that we're not going to be able to spend any yeah, money bring, to buy anybody else because we got it all tied up in him. I mean, you pay. It's that time to not think million. like that,
0: man. It's time to think like, let's go spend more. Let's go do it. We're the Cubs. They fill the house every night. They got the money. They iconic got got franchise. Money. Iconic ballpark. We got jersey sales. We got industry. We got everything going on around that park. You bring Shohei here you even you're going to double that revenue base. The place is going to even get bigger and better, with more fans, and it's going to be awesome. Just spend the money and go get more guys. This is the time, man. This is the time. The Cub, the Cubs overachieved last year. They didn't even spend much money on the roster that they put it out there. Now they're going to spend, get Shohei, Strengthen the, you know, the couple other areas you need help in. They could really put together a pitching staff that's dangerous next year if they play their cards right. And here we go. I mean, this is what we need to do. This is what the Cubs need to be doing. I'm excited about it. And like I said, if they fall short in that sweepstakes, I'm glad that we were in it. I'm glad that we were in the conversation because it shows we're going to be willing to spend money and we're we're going to put it to use somewhere else. Maybe uh, we get uh, one of these uh, other I guys.
1: Willing to spend money, or did Shohei just say? These are the two teams I want to go to, and the Cubs don't even really know financially if they're in the race yet or not. I think we're Cause, willing because I don't. I don't think there's any. I think you got a better chance of getting struck by lightning than the Cubs putting up five hundred million, <laughs> million to pay Shohei Otani. I just do not. I've been a Cub fan like you since I've been a little kid. They do not pony up the dough, and I would be absolutely shocked if they pony up.
0: Well, one of these pods coming up very soon here, we're going to be talking let about Jed it. Let Jed cook. Caden. That's
2: all I got to say.
0: Let Jed cook. We'll see what happens, but we're moving to you, man. Moving
2: on. All right. So, uh, for Chicago sports, let's just say it was not the best, the Bulls, since the last time I've been out here. Uh, they haven't won a game. Uh they haven't won a game <laughs> since. uh the. Uh, try to tell you. Great comeback against the Heat, but unfortunately they've been uh, falling short a lot
0: today. You want the Bulls score from today? No, not the not box right score. Right. Against the Celtics, who I told you don't even try. This Celtics, team... Celtics, 124, Bulls, 97. Yeah. Yeah. You know.
2: That
0: good. I, They're just not. And as a matter of fact, Levine's gonna, Levine's not making it the season. He's going somewhere else.
2: He's going to the 76ers.
0: You think the Sixers? I don't think so. The Sixers got Maxi. The How Sixers much money are.
2: do we, we
1: got to pay this guy? He's, he's got a huge contract.
0: He he does have a pretty big contract. He's going to be. You have
1: to eat a lot of money getting rid of that guy.
0: I honestly think the Lakers are going to try to get him because they just they don't get enough offense from Anthony Davis on a consistent basis. If they don't get another offensive player. They're going to run out of gas over there in the West. You can't have LeBron playing 37 minutes a night over there. You can't do it. You can't do that. you got to get him down to where he can play a manageable 28 to 32 minutes a night um, and let him do what he does. But they need more scoring, and right now they just don't have it. So I think you're going to see them make a play at Levine. He's not going to stick around. What's the Bulls' record, Caden? You got that? I mean, it's pretty brutal. Um, 5-14. and
2: 14.
0: Yeah, so they're, I mean, they're basically in the basement of the league right now. There's a couple other teams that are worse, but, I mean, they're they're down there. They're in the bottom five in the league, which well. I've been trying to tell Caden the whole time. I understand you can latch on a little bit because they – But didn't
2: they spend
1: um, money on, like, DeRozan and some of these big-name guys? Are these guys just not firing or what's going on? They're DeRozan's. not playing together as
2: a team. The team has potential. I know you're thinking – I'm kidding. But when you watch them, they have potential. They just – I mean, when you're looking – I mean it's just not a full team like game, you know. I've never been a huge Is fan th-
1: of the, the, the Bulls coach either.
0: Let me ask you this. Is this Bulls basketball when you're giving up one twenty four? Their defense stinks and they're yeah, they but like the lazy offense. basketball. Offensively they're not terrible. Defense and the
1: whole league now stinks with the way the game's played. Everybody puts up hundred and twenty I just feel night.
2: like the sloppiness of the basketball. This I mean, it just kinda world. seems like when things are going good they all they do the they do the good stuff right like they he hustle, they go to the ball. But it just kind of seems like when things are going down, it goes way down. They can't really stop it. And when things are going good for the Celtics, they find a way to just open it up, and that's what happens. These guys
1: me. nowadays, Caden, would cry if they came down the league and got mashed by Bill Lambert and those guys. These guys wouldn't even know what to do if you had to play the game that way.
0: Just to give you an idea, their last games, one, the Nets dropped 118. Raptors dropped 121. Thunder dropped 116. Um, Heat dropped 118. You hear the theme here, right? You're not going to win games. The last game they won was against the Heat on November 18th, 102 to 97. You got to play defense. If you don't, play, you can't expect a team to put up 120 a night. If you got to do that every night to win a basketball game, it's just not going to happen. And that's their Achilles heel. They don't have it. They play lazy, uninspired basketball. I've watched them a little bit with Caden. You see guys just getting easy buckets. I turned on the Celtics game for a minute tonight. Some like seven foot. White dude, I've never heard of, got three gimmies right at the hoop with no Bulls defense. Isn't happening. this other
1: guy, Kaden, that you don't like, that Patrick Williams or whatever. Yeah, they he to play
2: a little don't better. they have a
1: big contract with him, too?
2: He wanted a big contract, but they, don't, they didn't give it to
0: him. Okay. He's a youngster, that guy. He's still, he, he's a youngster. He's kidding. been putting
2: together a good but, Like, didn't they pay DeRozan a lot of money, too? Yeah.
0: DeRozan got a deal, but isn't that, I mean, this is not huge. Not huge. And didn't Levine
1: get a big deal? Big He's
0: the one I think is playing on a on a big contract, but I don't know the numbers on him. Um, th- I'm trying to look at th- this Celtics guy who had the big game here. Their team, Caden. What else you got, bud?
2: Um. So you know. You want
0: to stick with the Bulls? Or yeah, you I'll I'll tell. Want to jump to somebody that matters?
2: Little other thing little about the Bulls. So you know, even just look at the box scores, it just kind of seems like you know these teams are dropping you know eight nine. It's. 5 to 10 points or you're dropping th- mid-30s. I mean, it's just no, no consistency. The, like I said, the offense is good. You usually have two to three good performers a game. But we're looking for some consistency between this offense and defense. We're looking for four-quarters basketball. If we could do that, we could play. We can win games. It just doesn't seem like we can, we can play consistent defense and hit our shots. We can't just play high-level basketball. And for the way the Bulls play, it just kind of looks like it's a. It just kind of looks like it's just a roller coaster. When they're up, they're looking really good. But when they're down, like they, it just can't seem like they can uh, find a way to stop the ball. And yeah, it just kind of seems like other teams are just overwhelming this Bulls team. And that's how it just seems like possessions. It just seems like multiple possessions that you can just kind of feel like teams like the Celtics and these big offenses are gonna do. It's just a little bit more than the, than the Bulls, and that's that's what beats the Bulls.
0: Yeah, they're going to stink all season. Um, the guy I was mentioning for the Celtics, Luke Cornett, 7-1, 250, scores four points a game. I He scored four points against the Bulls, and I two for two from the field. It happened to be the 30 seconds I was watching. So anyway, this is the kind of stuff where you're watching just things happen on the floor defensively for the Bulls that just can't happen. And that's going to be basically what happens all season for them. They'll probably be, I'm thinking maybe like a 22 to 25 win team. It's going to be a rough year. Okay. And
1: This year, DeMar DeRozan is making $28,600,000, DeMar
0: DeRozan. That sounds like a lot, but NBA contracts, man, there's guys that play 15 minutes a game that are this making 10 guy's million been a year
1: 15 seasons and he's made 257 million
0: that's what i'm saying yeah. i mean these guys make so he's on levine's on a five-year max yeah with the bulls so the he's next. 215 million over five years okay so he's making 40 40 plus million a year yeah. So that's that's way more than DeRozan's making. Right. Um, here's a story right here: uh, Zach Levine trade rumors, Lakers' interests, expected Bulls uh, would covet Austin Reeves. So, with the you know, the, the Lakers would move forty-three million deal. average for Levine. I mean, you you told me you like him and he's a good player, but he's not forty-three million man. Yeah. These guys look at what they did. Listen to this one: they gave the max deal. To Jalen Brown on the Celtics, he, he he's the third option on that team, but behind Tatum and behind Kristaps Porzingis offensively anyway. He's, he's a got really a good dead defender. Dead
1: cap value of forty million sixty four thousand two hundred and twenty dollars. Who? If you get rid of him. Levine, Levine dead cap forty million.
0: I don't know. Caden, you want to jump to another Chicago? Oh uh, yeah, team?
2: so I'm not gonna say a lot about the Blackhawks. I just another team that I don't really watch a lot. But
0: didn't the guy get a didn't this the stud the kid get a big goal recently?
2: Uh yeah, he's he's on fire right now. I mean he's the just kid's awesome. He's a stud. And it just kind of he's, he's super humble too. He just kind of seems like he's just playing the game. He's super talented. Oh, but just kind of seems like every time I go through Blackhawks Instagram feed, he's scoring a goal. He's the real deal. This uh, but right now, the Blackhawks are winning fortitude for the, to the Seattle Kraken, and the Kraken are pretty good. They're eight and nine and five, so they're pretty good. But the Blackhawks, I just you know, I just don't know a lot about uh, well, Black, the Blackhawks. But all I know is uh. This Bedard guy let, to let me be
0: give there. you some advice on that. When you update your weekly corner on the Chicago Blackhawks, the only team we care, the only thing we care about is Bedard. So look up Bedard. Tell us what he's doing. He's going to be the only thing that matters for a while till the Blackhawks get it turned around. I mean, though, we want to you, know what that kid's doing. So when you prepare for this corner and the hockey part of it, give me updates. I think he scored two goals about. since last week. Well, whatever he's doing, we want to know about it. We want to stay up to date on his but season.
1: The, not, not very often do you give a, a young kid like that a three-year, thirteen million-dollar
2: contract.
0: That's for the youngster for the Blackhawks. Um, yeah, you
2: awesome. could just look at his face. I mean, it just he just like looks so. Super this kid's young.
1: an absolute stud. Absolute, can't miss. The guy's awesome.
0: Averaging a point per game, I see on the storyline here um, that I'm looking at. So, hey, the real deal. Glad he's in Chicago. Let's keep him, and let's let's make this team he's up. He's going to be me.
2: asking for a big time. I'll be going right. to
1: the Hawks game on February 9th. I attend one mm-hmm. Hawks game a year. So we're going February 9th against the Rangers. I'll give you up close. I'm sitting in the fourth row right behind where the Hawks shoot twice. So I'll be giving you a good look on what's going
0: on with Bedard. <laughs> let's hear about it. I can't wait. Can anything else? What else you got? Uh,
2: no, I don't think they'll make the playoffs in the next couple of years. Maybe they get another good draft pick. Uh, discuss some trades, but you know I just don't think they have the squad right now. But if they can, you know they had some. They've had a really couple nice wins. Uh, they had one in overtime with 33 seconds left. So they've had some nice uh pieces of of like greatness uh, with some players, but they just. It just doesn't seem like they can piece it together. What
1: about the White Sox? you got anything to report about the White Sox? I don't talk corner? about the White
2: Sox
0: on this. He don't even want to bring them up, but it is the White Sox corner, and Liam Hendricks did win the uh, Comeback Player of the Year in the AL, so I don't talk too much about the White Sox either. I'm okay bringing the White Sox into the mix a little more eh. when we go into the season next year. It's going to be heavy Cubs, but I'm okay talking about them because well, man, one it's— One team I hate more than the White Sox, New York Yankees. Oh man, I don't know Cubs, if I, I, I put I put the White Sox as my most hated team because it's just it's cross town, man. You just can't. When you're a Cubs fan, a true Cubs fan, you just you, you know can't root I, for that you side know of
1: why town. I hate the Yankees? I hate the Yankees because the Yankees are a franchise that does it the right way. They do they everything. Ain't afraid to pony up to cake. You do everything. I hate that organization it's because they because do what you want the Cubs to do. Because it's the, the t- Cubs should be doing the exact same. Thing. I agree, and they refuse to do it. If the Cubs sign show, hey Delicious. maybe we'll get. Well, maybe we'll get. Uh, this turning towards what the New York Yankees do, I would be happy, but I would absolutely may have to be hospitalized with. with Cardiac arrest or something. If they pony up the money, because I just watching these guys for so many years and dealing with so much frustration, I cannot see them spending. Let me just money. ask
2: you a question. Now, when you think they were um about to pony up the dough, I think this is a this is a big reason why they didn't. You know, back in twenty twenty fifteen in the off twenty sixteen, they believed in themselves. Like they, the this front office believed in this team and this is why i think this is a this is similar to like 2015 and 2016 they be, the front office believes in this team you saw they they kept Ballinger for the season this team this front office believes in this team you think in 2019 2020 yeah they had some 2021 yeah they had some good years 2020, they made it to the playoffs, but I don't think they believed. I don't think they believed in this place that they can go for. But That's because
0: they allowed the team to, to go to that point, which the Yankees never do.
1: After reading and stuff, I actually believe that the Cubs are going to keep Bellinger. I think you're going to pay
0: him. I don't think so. He's I gone. Really I
1: think you're going to keep. I hope Bellinger.
0: so. But if I don't they
1: keep Bellinger, they, they they're probably out of the race for
0: all time because they're not. Bellinger's going to be
1: 160, probably million. For five somewhere in there I'm guessing. Hundred and fifty to two hundred million.
0: It's gonna be an interesting off season. But I've said it before, what you said about the Yankees, we have mentioned in previous podcasts. They, they they basically the Cubs had this big overachieving year, almost got into the playoffs. The Yankees almost had the same exact record and if you ask the Yankee fans, they're yeah. almost yeah. the biggest yeah. disaster season. ever. <laughs>
1: right. So So you, you could be like this, Kidding, okay. okay. Show you're getting five hundred million from the Cubs and the Tacos and you get Yankees over there. <clears throat> Yeah, I know you don't really want to come to show here, but we're up in our offer to $750 million. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think? And then he'll be wearing the they, they are. That is one organization that has never been afraid to spend money. No. Even if they lose and, and overpay for a guy, they ain't afraid to go out there and give it a shot and pay to win. And that's why I hate the New York Yankees because I wish the Cubs who have the ability to have that mentality would actually take that mentality and spend the money. You know, there's a reason why the Dodgers and the Yankees win every year and are up there every year. Because they ain't afraid to open up the checkbook.
0: That's right. I agree. Well next week we're try to plan it. Get Pep ready. We'll get the old man ready.
1: Oh, we're having a big debate next week.
0: We're going for the greatest hitter of all time oh, debate. I've been boy. doing a little research my, on my end. Um, it's interesting. I'm basically going to bring my top three to the table. I think that's the way to do it. Even when you talk um, football, basketball, baseball, whatever it is, whatever topic you're focused on, I like to get it down to three guys and here's then kind of break those three down. So that's you know, what I'm probably doing. Never
1: finishing the top three, but but. Had he got over here at an earlier age, probably would have been the best hitter ever I each mean, He won't be brought up in the conversation, but he's a guy that I think certainly beats Rose if he comes over here at 18 yeah. instead of 28. And then how do you not argue that this guy's not the best hitter when he's got more hits than anybody in the
0: game? No, right. I mean, I'm not—see, I mean, here's the thing when it comes to greatest hitter, and um, and obviously a lot of this will come up next week, but— you know, could you say Rose? Could you say Wade Boggs? Can you bring these guys in? I'm bringing in guys that had power. If power. If power is not part of the equation, Ruth said it, and he has a quote somewhere. If you look it up online, you can find it. He said, "I probably would have hit 600 if I was okay with those dinky singles." <laughs> that was a Ruth quote, and. When you mix in the power element to the hitting conversation, I think that the greatest hitters of all times and the ones I'm going to bring up were all power hitters that also had a lot of hits and also hit for average. But you're right. When you do talk about just a guy that knew how to hit, Ichiro is definitely in the conversation. I mean, Ichiro had the most hits ever in a single season, I think, uh, if I'm got, not mistaken. He's he had
1: ten two hundred 10 200-hit seasons consecutively.
0: With a consecutive, yes.
1: Only one other guy's ever had 10, 200-hit seasons, which I believe is Rose. And he played like 24, 25 years. Each row right. year would have had 15 to 20 consecutive 200-hit seasons if he comes over here at 18 or 19
0: years. I agree. And that's why it's so hard to get it down to three. But my strategy is going to be to just bring my three in, talk about them as as equals, really, because they're from different eras. And each of the, each of the players I'm going to yeah. mention – and you could bring up whoever you want. I mean, you could bring another up the guy, Ichiro's I mean, and these guys. Willie
1: Mays. I mean, this is another guy. This guy was a tremendous hitter, and this guy had power.
0: Mays is not in my top three, but I will tell you that Mays, when you're talking about greatest hitter versus just greatest baseball player, when you get into greatest baseball player, that's where I think Willie Mays comes into the conversation because he was five tool man. Mays had the defense. Mays had the speed. He was really your first. True five tool guy. When you think about another it, another
1: guy that I never gave enough credit to. I thought he just got numbers by longevity. Man, Hank Aaron could. Hank Aaron could do it all. He's another uh, guy. Yes. Hank Aaron was another guy that could do everything. This guy could hit. This guy had power. I mean, the hammer was. The hammer was a legit player.
0: Hank did it all, man, and he was a three hundred uh, career average. The guy. I think he's still your RBI leader. I'm pretty sure he's still your RBI leader, Hank Aaron. I mean, he. I gotta look that up to confirm it, but Hank Aaron was an amazing player throughout his whole career. He's probably again I won't give mine away. He's not in my top three, but he's probably right there in that five range Um, when it comes to greatest hitter of all time. There's some there's some beasts in there, but I got certain qualifications where I always I gotta talk about guys I've seen. So one of the guys that's in my list is a guy I've seen. I always have to do that. I can't I can't get into a conversation even with the old man. And just talk about right. dudes from the 30s and 40s. And all. I got to talk about, right. and, and I give those guys their credit. They're, you know, Those guys are, are on my list think too. If,
1: I think if Ted Williams <coughs> plays in today's baseball game, he hits 400 every year. Every single season. Dude, today's game? No. The pitching is so terribly watered down. There's so many more teams. This is why we're going to debate, because I disagree. Half of the guys that are in the MLB wouldn't even be putting their shoes on and lacing up back when those guys were playing because they were going against a pristine elite competition that was out there. You didn't have any garbage ball. You didn't have 32 teams and make it all about money. You had the elite, just like Bill Russell told Michael Jordan in that conversation. You wouldn't have won all those championships back in my era because... Uh, Steve Kerr and, and all those, John picks and all those guys would have been up in the stands watching the game. They weren't good enough to play during my era.
0: The game's more specialized today. The pitching is better than it's ever been. It's specialized to the point that starters can't even go six innings because you got to get to your specialist pitchers. It does. When you're them. when you're playing against 12 teams and you see the same pitchers over and over and over, you could see this is why guys That's can't... because
1: these other guys weren't good enough to make why it. why pitchers
0: can't perform the third time through the lineup half the time from seeing... These these guys were seeing... There's a reason no one's hit 400 wow. in all those years, and that's because it's harder to hit 400. Yeah, I also there's, feel
2: like with you know when you're talking about seeing them three times or i also feel like with the technology they can look at what they're going to they can look at their movement and when they have the when they see those adjustments going through a third time now they can fi- oh, find but
0: i'm not putting shade at williams williams is on my list so i'll give that away if you, like
1: if you got a guy like ted williams and he makes two wow. outs against a pitcher. He's going to be studying that guy and probably be able to get a hit off of him at the third time. I'm month. not
0: going to argue mind. that he wouldn't be a great hitter today. I'm just not going to tell you he'd be batting 400. That's a whole other conversation. You've seen a lot of great hitters come through that never sniffed 350 plus. So. And he's the only guy ever to hit
1: 400, not once, but twice.
0: Well, he's not the only guy to hit 400 twice. He's the only guy to do it. There's guys that hit 400. Ty Cobb hit 400 a bunch of times. There's guys back. We've depending on how far. He's one of the only guys that hit
1: power. Hit 400. Oh, for sure. Yeah, probably the only power hitter guy to hit 400.
0: Absolutely. Williams has, and Williams missed two years in his absolute prime. Which for him, which for him puts puts him on my list because that's so unique to think. God, if you add those figures into his numbers, oh my gosh! Like, I mean it. it puts them in a pretty big spot. So we're going to try to plan that for next week, Tuesday or Thursday. i got to talk to uh, Uncle Clint, Pep, uh, the old man, Caden, get everybody's schedule in sync, and we'll just do one that basically hits that for probably for an hour. I would say we'll all all, uh, be throwing out our numbers and our picks and all that, and that should be really fun. And then I'm hoping that leads into almost like a a debate-type segment where we can – come up with another topic and do it again if everybody likes it and it and it goes well and there's not too much uh, yelling you one could, guy over could, the other.
1: You could do it you could do it with uh, the NBA. Absolutely. I mean you could take you could essentially take because I'll argue till the day I go into the hole that there was never a basketball player better than Will Chamberlain. This guy was the best I got of all time. I
0: got three there too and if I was in and when that conversation comes up I'm with you with Wilt too. It's 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 LeBron, MJ, and Wilt, and I'll and I can argue them all equally different ways. But to me, they all have the, their own. The attributes, biggest,
1: so. the biggest Achilles that everybody said was was Wilt didn't play against any big players or anything like that. But there's nobody going to convince me. Even back in the eight, like the '80s and '90s, predominantly when we watch basketball, yeah. Okay, maybe Ewing and Elijah Juan and one other guy shuts Wilt down. He blows over everybody else that's in the league and averages 30 and 20 during that time frame. And right. I don't see any reason why he couldn't have averaged 30 and 20, even during the Jordan era, uh, in, in my personal opinion, because I don't think there was enough big, strong, powerful centers out there to be able to shut this guy down. Well, he
0: was a special athlete. And I always say when people talk about guys' size, strength during their time, like, oh, he wasn't, oh, the centers then were six seven. Are you trying to tell me that there weren't tall people in the world? Right. There were. The best guys got to figure out how to play the sport. They got to get into it. They got to do it. The Wilt guy who scored
1: 100 against was, I think, 6'10", Daryl
0: Imloff. Wilt I mean. was a physical specimen that you only see once every 50 to 100 years, and he was a high jumper. He was a track athlete. The guy did all these things, and he was just a unique athlete that could have got it done in any era, period, played it simple. There was no nobody that was going to. When you get into guys like the Wilts and the Babe Ruths where they, they – you almost like for Wilt, you had to change the rules because of Wilt. Um, for Babe, when you saw the difference between him and the other players in the same generation he was in, there was such well, a let gap. Let me ask
1: you this: How do you think Ruth would do in today's game? Where do you think <laughs> Ruth would stack up in today's? Here's game the right thing.
0: Now? Here's the thing about Ruth: It's hard to say with these old-fashioned swings that they had and things like that. But what I'll say is, the gap between Ruth and the guys that he played against was so wide. And that's where I don't know that you could ever measure how great he would have been today because, dude, he was hitting 50 home runs when teams were hitting 15. Teams, not other individual players. I mean, so there was a big and gap And then there.
1: another thing, too, like these little bang box ballparks they got out there. When Ted Williams played, you had hit the ball 400 feet for it to be a home run. You had now some- you can hit – Three hundred, three oh five. Yeah, you get five the ball months. out of the ball and Ruth, right there, Ruth I'm, even
0: I'm. Ruth even more so. I mean, Ruth played in the polo grounds. Those guys played in areas where the fields were. I mean, these guys would have had
1: a thousand home runs with these ballparks today. The way they are, it wouldn't even be it wouldn't even be close.
0: And then you know, I always think about, and we'll bring it up next week. But when you throw in, it's hard for me for the guys that didn't play against black players. I mean, Ruth didn't play against black players, and black players are some of the best players in the world. Josh Gibson, I mean, Josh Gibson could be easily on the list.
1: Oh, yeah, he could be and, definitely and, be on the you list. You know what I'm no saying? Crushed. And
0: so that's that's a hard part for me when you when you weren't allowed, essentially, to play against the best athletes in the world. So, again, get ready for next week. We gave you a little sneak peek into that. We, okay, now are you ready
1: for next week?
0: Yes, I am. You need to be a lot more prepared.
2: So do I have to do... Hitters like because I don't really know a lot of good hitters. Well, You got
0: time to figure it out. You got time to research it. That's what I did. I don't
2: know that. I mean, other than Bonds, I don't know
1: that anybody from my era is even in, is even in the discussion. I mean, when you think it of dominance, just, just I mean, if you're talking about a guy with power, right? Like, yeah. I mean, we had great hitters in our era: Tony Gwynn,
0: Ichiro, Wade, Wade Boggs. Bunch, 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 guys
1: yeah. like that, but these guys, as much as I don't like Bonds. Well, he's a great baseball player. I mean, I don't like the guy, but but, but the, the, the guy was the guy was a tremendous baseball player. There, there's no, there's no. Just like I'm not a huge fan of LeBron, but I but you can't argue with with what the guy's done over the the course of of, of being in the NBA. I think that he's out of the league already if he plays back when Jordan and them guys played because of the beating that he would have taken up underneath the basket uh, when he comes down there. That's just my personal opinion.
0: LeBron James is the greatest physical specimen the league's seen since Will Chamberlain.
1: Right, but he's got to have time management a lot of times and clock management. Very rarely ever plays an 80 game season. Here's his clock management.
0: His clock management is he just... Past Kareem for most minutes ever played. Ever. Well, well, well time. Played a long time,
1: no he's I mean.
0: played more minutes than anybody ever in the history of basketball. So, no matter how many games he played in a season or if he played 82 or not, no one has ever played more minutes on a professional basketball court than LeBron James. And he's built for it. He's the one argument I never except against LeBron James is just the physicality. He's a physical beast. He to flops me, that's around the more than anybody in the
1: league. you got to understand something. He flops around more than anybody in the league. He's it. a flopper.
0: He, does, he, he, he flops a lot of times because he has to flop because he doesn't get the favoritism that Jordan ever got. He doesn't. The way LeBron goes to the hoop, he's, in my opinion, the greatest driver Impressive. of the basketball of all time. He doesn't get the calls that Jordan used to get. When Jordan would drive to the hoop, whistle. He was fouled every time. If Michael Jordan drove to the basket, whistle.
1: I don't care what happened. You're right. right. Sometimes the whistle even came after the play was already over and and, it's down the
0: floor. And LeBron is so big and strong, he doesn't get that call. And there's other athletes that did not get that call. Another one is Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal is so big and strong. That he didn't get a lot it, of calls. They down actually low.
1: called offensive fouls on check He would have never lasted more than fifteen minutes in any game. I'm telling he you, he just dude. lowered
0: his arm down and
1: just plowed people. But you've got to remember,
0: way. guys could not keep him out of the lane. They couldn't keep him out of the lane. They had to lay on him to keep him out, and he could just back anybody right down. They were fouling him too, so he was a tough guy to officiate. The best thing
1: to do was foul him because he couldn't make free throws. <laughs> that's
0: true. He I could not make free That was th- it, that the only thing that he Chad didn't couldn't do. Make a
1: jump shot. Yeah,
0: but he did. not he did. <laughs> he did not need a jump shot. No. You put it at one point in his career, in his prime, he had nice little baby hooks. He had nice little footwork around the hoop. Oh, he the could chef, do what he needed to
1: great. Shaq was dominant. Shaq
0: was dominant. All right. We got down a rabbit hole a little bit here, but thank you so much for joining us tonight. Remember to like us and follow us on Spotify and Apple. We'll be back next week. It's the one we've been talking about a lot, so please join us. We're looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. You guys have a great night.
1: When are you going to get... uh is that close enough when are you gonna get Schumacher on? i, I gotta get, get shoe on i'm
0: gonna bring I'm gonna, I'm gonna get shoe on soon I'm Schumacher gonna talk to him is a what we're,
1: wealth of knowledge man yeah, okay. Schumacher's
0: good what we're gonna do is i need to talk to somebody eventually about like Jake Elliott the guy went to LT once we get a true setup down here I, I would like to see if, if we could find people that know people like him. Wouldn't it be cool to get an athlete on, yeah, even if, if we get him on Zoom out. or something? Yeah. I mean, that guy's the best kicker in the league right now. He's clutch. He's at the top of his game. He's won a Super his Bowl. We're <laughs> going to the moon the we're gonna time. start. We're going to start talking a little bit more to just to the, the community moon. and try to pick. You know, try to go to try, the moon. The, the mood. mood. It's a the bar. It's just a try bar. to talk to people probably. that you know have known some of these local athletes. We know some guys. That play D1 ball and stuff like that That would be interesting to have on the pod Just to talk about their experiences and stuff So we're going to you know, try
1: even, to Even look at a guy like Maloney I mean, he never made it to the pros But to be a D1 athlete in two sports Is impressive Exactly and He's a guy impressive. I got a
0: direct line on him I could have him on And what we're going to do is And Carrie asked me what I wanted for Christmas And I said we got to update Upgrade the pod setup So we're going to try to create more of like a studio feel Everybody will have a mic The sound will improve a lot and uh, we'll step to step our game up a little bit because we've had fun with it. We love talking sports. Uh, I love connecting with you and talking with you, me and Caden, connect on this stuff to bring the old man in, to continue to bring other people in, his friends, uh, athletes, past athletes, current athletes, just to start to expand it I a gotta, little bit. I it's going to be fun.
1: My, i got to get my buddy from work out here because he's the only guy that's like on dad's level with, with sports knowledge. Yeah, I, I, gotta, I, I, never, I mean, this guy is – He's at another level. This guy, this guy knows his
0: stuff. Guys like that, I'd love to have on. Just to, a guy, you know, that you don't know that's got different perspective on, you know, and even smart conversations dude. about greatest of this or that. And hear his opinion on it and things like that. That'd be that'd be fun. So he, he told me he
1: says if you guys ever got room for me on the pod, I'll come out.
0: We'll bring him on. Like so I said, we're we're out. to we the point now. Days. We're ready to make a little investment. To date, we've pretty much thrown it into one nice microphone and some sound effects and things and we haven't really made the splash yet but if we're going to continue pushing with it we're going to hook up the uh we're going to hook up something nicer so it's going to be that'll be fun when we get that and then we can have a more of a more of a round table type of setup
1: that'll help with your sound too